Barbara Wickman. I told you I was coming back. You just didn't know I was going to be in full force. So I am an author. I am a professional speaker. I am a coach. And I'm here to chat with you today. So I'm thinking today is a really good day to start talking about the leadership tinderbox. Coaching to kindle the passion for success. Why do I think it's a great day to talk about the leadership tinderbox? Well, because it's my first book and I am so excited to share it with you. Let me tell you about how I came to the decision to write this particular book. So a long time ago, I had a mentor and he's a brilliant man and I was so fortunate to have him as a mentor and receive so much great coaching from him. But one day we were sitting out in Pennsylvania. And he said to me, you know, you should write a book on human resources. Because with all of the experience you have in human resources and organization development, talent development, and the people you've hired and coached, and you see a lot. It'd be really interesting if you could take one of those situations and really dig into behind the scenes of what was happening with that person, and how it manifested in the workplace, how people reacted to that individual, how leaders coached that individual, and the outcome. It's a human interest story. I thought, yeah, it really truly would be a cool human interest story. And I sat on it for a couple of years, and I thought about it, and I really came upon the challenge of overcoming the legal implications of writing some of those stories. From a corporate standpoint, from an individual standpoint, there were a lot of things that went into writing that story. And all that would be extremely interesting, and I agree with that. Last year, about August, I was sitting outside in my back patio at my picnic table, actually writing another book that has yet to be finished. And it's almost like I saw this gentleman sitting across from the table for me saying, you really should write a book about human resources and what happens with people and leaders in organizations. So I thought about it for a very short time, and I came up with this idea of, you know what, I have had the fortune of working and knowing and interacting with amazing human resource professionals that have held executive and senior roles in global companies for years. They may have led a generalist organization. They may have led talent or leadership development. They may have been a chief human resources officer. They may have had businesses they were accountable for. They may have been in HRIS, human resources information systems. But with all of that, all of these people have had incredible experience and they are gifted human resource professionals. And I started reaching out to them saying, hey, I'd like to write this book about leadership. And the reason I want to interview you as human resource professionals is because, well, in HR, we see more than anybody, right? So if you apply to an organization, the human resource professional is most likely involved with helping to write the job description, the competencies, looking at the organization, understanding what kind of skills are necessary to round out that team and fill out that team along with that team's leader. The HR professional is involved with the interviewing process, the ensuing discussion after all the interviews to decide who's the best candidate. They're involved in the onboarding 
They're involved in all these aspects of just bringing that individual onto the organization. And then when they're in the organization, the HR professional is the one that peers go to to talk about this individual or direct reports go to talk about this individual or leaders come to talk about this individual or coworkers or departments or anyone who interacts with this individual who has an issue or a problem or a compliment will typically tell human resources. Human resources is in on the conversations when they talk about succession planning. They know what's being said on the performance review plans. They are involved in performance improvement plans. They are there to make sure the assessments are getting done correctly and fairly when it comes to annual reviews, compensation decisions, all the way through to the end till that person is either terminated or chooses to leave or retires. So as a human resource professional, they see so much from end to end. They really do. And because of that, I wanted to explore what they saw because they have a unique lens into leaders in the organization. They're the ones that people confide in. They make tough decisions and they have to be so confidential about everything that they do. And lucky for me, most of them said yes. I'd love to be interviewed. So out of that process of interviewing all these global human resource leaders, who all of them had at least 15 years of experience or more, the Leadership Tinderbox was born. What was most interesting about the process of writing this book was the consistency of the outcomes. When I asked them who was the leader they admired the most, I didn't quite know what to expect, but you know, sometimes people will give you the name of a president or Gandhi Winston Churchill, or, you know, some of these large leaders or large leaders of organizations. But what was most interesting, the outcome from almost everyone that was interviewed for this book, the leader that they admired the most was their first leader, not their first manager. A lot of them had managers before that, but their first leader and their first leader might not have been their direct leader. It might have been someone in the periphery that they were engaging with. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is that if you're someone's first leader, you may be someone that they talk about 20, 25, or even 30 years later. You may be the person that they emulate when they design their own leadership style. So now when we start thinking about being someone's first leader and we talk about it being important, we really understand just how important it truly is because it is with the passion and the intensity that they shared those stories. So throughout all of these interviews with human resource professionals, and we actually had one business leader sneak in there as well. He happened to be with the HR leader I was interviewing. And so he threw in some really interesting examples as well. It became clear that there were 10 things that consistently showed up in every conversation. And those 10 things were what made people as leaders great, not average, not good but great. And those 10 things, plus an extra bonus one, is in the book called The Leadership Tinderbox, Coaching to Kindle the Passion for Success. Here's the thing about leadership. It is a multi-billion dollar business every year. Multi-billion dollars are spent on developing leaders and coaching leaders and helping leaders globally. It's big business. And the reason is because we haven't gotten it right yet. 
So all the things we've been teaching, it's good stuff, but it's still not enough. So all those people that go to leadership development programs, they come out with a little bit, but it's not enough. And I taught leadership for years in corporations and I coached leaders and still coach leaders, but we have to do more. We have to get to the reality of what it means to be a great leader, not just an average leader or good leader. So the Leadership Tinderbox was born, and I'm going to come back with more lessons and stories from the Leadership Tinderbox. But don't despair. I may have completed this book on leadership, but the Leadership Tinderbox, it's a series. And right now I'm working on the Leadership Tinderbox, looking at women in science, technology, engineering, and math, and what it means to be a woman as a leader in STEM. And the third book in the leadership series that's also underway is leadership in youth coaching. Because the one thing that I know for sure about leadership is what you need as a leader in a corporate environment may not be what you need as a leader of undervalued youth, which may not be what you need as a leader in a community organization. Yes, there are some similar characteristics. There are common characteristics. However, if we try and put a uniform spread of how leaders should be in all these areas, we fail. So come on back, stay with me. Um, More interesting stories from the Leadership Tinderbox, more interesting stories from those that I interact with day in and day out on this topic of leadership. Let's take it on together, folks. Let's make it better together. And if you're interested in being interviewed for this podcast on leadership, let me know. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to hear your insights. We'll make it happen. Again, this is Barbara Wickman with Barbara Inspires. Podcast Barbara Wickman Inspires on iTunes and Podbean, author of the Leadership Tinderbox, coaching to kindle the passion for success. Talk to y'all later. Bye.